0: Good morning and welcome to the Jeff Gregory podcast. I've really got to get like a catchy name for my podcast other than the Jeff Gregory podcast. So if you have any ideas on something I can call this podcast, let me know because it needs be something fun. Anyways, it's a nice Friday morning on my way into work. We're a little bit later than normal, which is fine. I leave plenty early. Uh, stayed up pretty late last night. I'm pretty tired, so I just didn't really want to get out of bed. But, I made myself do it, because, you know, got to put food on the table. Today, going to talk about a few different things. Uh, not trying to go all Phil Valentine 99.7 on you, but maybe a rant by accident, not intentionally. Uh, but my main topic today overall is called love and hate. And, or maybe love and dislike on some things, because I necessarily don't hate everything, but I might not. Like something. So that's kind of my topic for today. And I'll start easy on the first one. Uh, the first one I, is big red gum. You know, uh, big red gum for me is definitely a love and a hate because I love big red gum. Uh, a couple weeks ago, me and the girls were at the Dollar Tree, and, you know, my girls love to chew gum, and Julie said she wanted to pick out some gum. So I said, okay, pick it out, whatever you want. And she grabbed the big red gum. She calls it. Her hot gum, because it's hot. And, you know, I don't chew Big Red very often. In fact, you know, it's been a while since I've chewed any kind of cinnamon gum or anything like that. Because, you know, Big Red gum is delicious. But, you know, growing up, Big Red gum was also a symbol of when my father would come home drunk. And he would have Big Red gum in his mouth. And him and mom would beat the crap out of each other. So, growing up with that, you know, I always knew when dad was chewing big red gum that, you know, it was going to be a fight at the house. And that right there was a hate because, you know, I hated it. It was one of those things that, you know, as soon as you saw him chewing gum, and especially big red gum, you knew what was going to happen. You know, you knew that night you were not getting any sleep. You knew that night that somebody was going to Nanny Jenny's house or Norma's house. Uh, you knew that night that the cops might be at your house. And I hated it. You know, it was one of those things as a kid that, you know, it just wore on me so much that, you know, I didn't chew Big Red Gum for a long time. I mean, it, I just couldn't do it. And, I mean, it is great tasting gum. It's great flavor. Like, I recommend it. You know, like... like the Ricky Bobby thing if you don't shoot Big Red then no, I'm just kidding can't say that word on here um but that is definitely a love hate for me uh, I think my next one is the words yes and no I enjoy helping people I enjoy doing stuff I enjoy committing to stuff volunteering for stuff but at times I overcommit myself I uh, stretch myself thin when it, huh, when it comes to doing stuff. I was laughing at my own self for saying I stretch myself thin. 300-pound man. But anyways, sometimes I do. Um, whether it's at school or work or family or church, I commit myself to more than I mentally or physically can do. And it, it wears on me. Uh, I've done that kind of recently. I overcommitted a little bit, and it's kind of worn on me. You know, I am kind of made peace with it a little bit last night. I got to say what I wanted to say, but at the same time, I hate letting people down. You know, I'm, I'm in a place in my mind that, you know, I walk with God daily, I pray daily. I ask for a lot of forgiveness. I, you know, ask for a lot of correction, in my life, because I need it, so I'm okay with saying yes, but I need to learn to say no, because I do not like to disappoint people, you know, I, I don't like to see the look on their faces, I don't like to hear the tone of their voices, you know, and it drives Christy crazy, because I know there are times and she's like, why did you say yes, why did you commit to this, why did you, you know, because I know, my wife knows me very well, I mean, it me better than I know myself at times, and, you know, sometimes I do overcommit, and it is what it is, but moving along on that same point, I guess for me, it's always been, you know, growing up in a church, uh, I've grown up in the churches all my life, you know, like I said before, my mother, I went to many different churches, my grandparents were always Church of Christ, you know, my grandfather was an elder, things like that, and. You know, so I have had that serve attitude and work attitude because I've always had to do stuff. And I don't mind it. I don't. It's not that I mind it. It's the, the fact that sometimes I want to be a part of stuff too. And that might be selfish because it's kind of like the Kennedy thing, you know, ask not what, you know, your country can do for you but what you can do for your country. So I kind of kind of carry that over to my church life that's not what the church can do for you but what you can do for the church and for me it's serving you know i really enjoy it you know i know a lot of things at church you know my church is different and i enjoy it i enjoy my my fellowship my brotherhood especially my my thursday night group uh my spiritual partner pat uh him and i i mean we're accountability partners you know when it comes to our you know spiritual life and personal life and You know, I love all these aspects of my church. It's a dynamic that I would have never had anywhere else. Because I've never seen it anywhere else. You know, like, I think the small groups are a wonderful part of, of church life. I love it. Like, I really do. But I've overcommitted myself a little bit on Sunday mornings. And it'll work itself out. I've just got to get my mind right when it comes to, you know, being willing to do what I'm supposed to do. That being said... You know, I'm I'm happy. I'm a happy person. I really am. Uh, this week has been a great week. Uh, Jenna's birthday was was uh, Wednesday. Um, had a lot of fun. And she had some early birthday presents. Like we went to Monster Jam, and you know, uh, I so that moves me into my next point of love and hate. I love spending time with my children and my family. Like I really do. It's But sometimes I hate that I'm so worried that I miss moments or I miss time with them that when I am with my family, I neglect that cherishing moment time. And what I mean by that is, I don't remember a a whole lot of times that I was able to spend with my mom and dad, or even mom and Scott together, that were... What I call quote unquote family time. You know everybody was always doing their own thing. You know like. The Jim uh, Jim Gaffigan joke is. You know I got more pictures of my kids in my phone. Than my dad ever looked at me. And that's about right. You know I, was, I got 32,000 pictures of my children in my phone. Which is insane. But. It's because I don't want to miss any of those moments. And sometimes I don't let myself live in those moments. And. I'll catch myself on that because last night I was looking through my phone before I was getting ready to go to bed and I I mean I wanted to put some pictures of Jenna for her birthday on my Instagram and I was going back through 32,000 pictures trying to find the right one and I'm like really why am I doing this and then I look at some of the pictures and I'm like I'm there but I'm not really there and I hate that you know I was too worried about capturing a picture Than I was just playing with my girls. And that's got to stop. Because I love my kids. And. It is what it is. But I've got to make sure that I do better on that. So. But that's kind of my. Love and hates today. I didn't really want to get on a soapbox or rant. But at the same time. I just kind of wanted to let you know how I feel. Um, I believe that. Church is a body of people that are working together. I believe that church is a body that trust each other to do the work that you need them to do without feeling like they're not accountable. I don't want that to be a part of our church that stumbles, is that we can't relinquish any power and let other folks carry the torch. Because why ask someone to lead if you're never going to actually let them lead. And I want our church, especially, to grow and thrive. Because like I said, you know, I attend Revolution Church. I love it. You know, I've built a lot of friendships over the past couple years. Uh, Friendships that I wouldn't have made. Uh, Learned a lot about different things that I probably would not have ever studied on my own. Uh, I've pissed off my family just because I'm going to a church is not Church of Christ. And that's all okay. All of it. You know, I mean, yeah. I accept the good with the bad. You know, I'm not one to shy away from anything. And so when my family was upset with me, I mean, I guess I'd rather them be upset that I'm not going to Church of Christ than I would them be upset that, you know, I'm cheating on my spouse or I'm beating my children or whatever. Because, you know, I put a lot of effort in my faith. You know, I love to learn about God. I love to read about God. I love to build fellowship with with other people. uh, Build those bonds. Or, as Patrick says, invest, you know. And last night we talked about, you know, spiritual accountability. And do you have someone that's your spiritual accountability person? And I do. You know, uh, it's kind of kind of funny how God works. You know, like I, I'm one of those people that speculate truth in some folks' stories because I've seen some things happen and I've seen some things, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty lavish. But we were supposed to have a mentor, and my mentor stepped down. Well, within the same week, Patrick and I started talking. He came up to me in church and said that. You know, we need to be kind of accountability partners, spiritual accountability partners. And that's what I needed. You know, I didn't have one because mine had stepped down. And it worked out great. It was one of those things that it was meant to be. And we've built a lot of close connection. Uh, We both kind of let our guards down because sometimes I don't let my guard down around folks. You know, a lot of it's my face. You know, it's kind of the joke in our Bible classes. You know, I look pissed off all the time whether it's intentional or not i mean I, it just there's my face so that might be a barrier between me and someone else but it's really not like i am a people person i love to talk to folks i love to get to know folks but with patrick i let my we let our guards down we started talking we we invested in each other's lives whether it was our children uh work our spouses you know and and then now megan and christy you know they're investing in each other's lives And we get together weekly, sometimes double, three times a week, and we enjoy our fellowship and conversation and, and talking with each other. And you know that's like the highlight of my week. You know, I mean, if I don't hear from Patrick or he don't hear from me by a certain time of the day, you can bet one of us is getting a message. And to me, that is what you need as a Christian. You know, if I didn't have that right now, I don't think that. I would have went to to church last night. I I, I was on the borderline of of the fence last night of not wanting to go to group. I just wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. And, you know, I I texted Patrick earlier in the week and asked him if he was going. And he had, you know, music practice for church. And I decided I was going to make myself go, and I did. And Patrick showed up at the end. We got to talk, and, you know, it's one of those things that sometimes you need that in your life, and I did, and he knew something about me that I really didn't think about myself, and it worked out really well, you know, he he read me like a book, which is kind of cool, because sometimes, (laughs) like, like Shrek says, you know, I'm an onion, you know, it's hard to get past all them layers, and that's me, like, I have a lot of layers that I might not open up easily, and, you know, by building that relationship, you know, Patrick understood what I was thinking about, what I was going through. So, that is really all I have as far as my topic today. Uh, a couple off-topic things. Um, Kobe Bryant. I know a lot of people, I see both sides of the fence. Like, some people are like, well, they're still talking about Kobe. Some people are like, oh my gosh, we got to change the logo on the basketball from David Stern to Kobe. Here's the thing, Kobe is worldly renowned, known for all the stuff that he's done in the sport, plus, you know, he's just all around was a good guy, like, it seemed like people were drawn to him, no matter what his personal life issues were, you know, I don't get involved in that, because that's not my business, I wasn't there, but, you know, the guy was who he was, he was a hard worker, he was a dedicated player, Um, you know, people loved him. I mean, and he was my favorite basketball player, you know, so as I listen to, when I listen to people rant about him, I'm like, dude, you're talking about like my favorite player, but it is what it is. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Uh, you know, there's some, I've heard people say, well, why, why isn't, you know, the military desk getting more media than Kobe Bryant? I'll be honest with you, you know, you, you don't really know these people, but you've seen Kobe play for 20 years in the league, come straight out of high school. You know, win five national, or five uh, world championships, like, this guy is one of the greats in all time of basketball, you know, he he played at a different level, he, you know, I I love his nickname, the Black Mamba, because the guy really was, like, he he was, he he could strike at any moment, Uh, he could shoot from anywhere, he could take over a game, I mean, second all time, in my opinion, to Michael Jordan. You know, my favorite thing, which was kind of funny last night, I was going through my phone looking at those pictures for Jenna, but my favorite quote that I found was, it said, it was by Michael Jordan, it said, if I wanted to have fun, I would play with LeBron. If I wanted to win championships, I would play with Kobe. And that really stood out to me because, you know, the dedication and the work that both those guys had, you know, because I love the comparison of Kobe, LeBron, or whatever you know when it when the greatest of all time says what he says about that that you know cuz Kobe and and MJ you know both those guys could just take over games so that's just to me that that's my Kobe Bryant you know shout out like I said going to miss the guy cuz you know I get the I used to watch a lot of his stuff on YouTube and highlights and things like that and you know ball games and, you know, even in his last career game, he scored 60 points, which is going to air Monday night on ESPN if you're going to want to watch it. But I'm going to watch it. So, you know, like I said, favorite player. And that happens, you know, your favorite players as they get older and they pass and things like that, you know, you know those kind of touch your heart. You know, you, you miss them because it realizes that you're getting older. You know, I look back and reflect on, like, Jim Kelly. You know, Jim Kelly, one of my favorite players of all time, Buffalo Bills quarterback, you know, four Super Bowl appearances, You know, the guy was just a tough man. And then going through, like, two different bouts of, you know, mouth and jaw cancer. You know, I still have my Kelly Strong bracelet in my car I wear from time to time with Exodus fourteen fourteen on it. Because it, it reminds me of him. You know, like, the guy was one of my favorite players to watch play. And, you know, then when players come and go and players pass away, it just, it's kind of surreal. But it puts things in perspective that, you know, not everybody is going to, you know, just live. So you've got to make sure that you're living right and you're doing the right thing. That's my Kobe Bryant, you know, shout out. Like I said, love the dude. One of my favorite players ever. Anyways, I'm still stuck in traffic. Uh, That is a love-hate for me. Uh, I love my drive to work. I don't really like my drive from work home. My morning commute is okay because I get to do things like a podcast or talk to people on the phone or praise and worship. Like, I don't sing a lot at church. You know, Christy laughed because she's like, you know these songs, but you're not singing. But I love to sing in the car. You know, uh, especially Christian music or Fancy by Reba McIntyre. If you're ever around me and we're hanging out, I might sing that one for you. But it is what it is. I mean, I, I enjoy those kind of things. So, I mean anyways moving forward but if you listen to my podcast today and you're struggling with something you know I, I hate to hear that i really do because i know a lot of people struggle with different things um i'm here for you i really am you know i am never too busy to to reach, for somebody to reach out or need to talk to me um i believe that god has a sense of humor anyway with me like he As much as I overcommit, he still gives me that opportunity to help with people and help with someone. You know, so that's why I'm here. That's what I think God designed me for. I think that's why he put me through so much, allowed me to go through so much growing up. is because literally, and I mean literally, there is nothing that I have not went through as far as abuse, you know, parents committing suicide, addiction, um, you know, all the things that I've went through, I believe that, you know, they were essential parts of me developing who I am. And yeah, I do struggle. You know, but I do believe that sometimes struggle does bring greatness. I know that's a quote from somewhere. I may remember the Titans or something like that. But, it does bring greatness for me. Like, it gives me the opportunity to help other people. And that's what I want to do, you know. Like, if I can help one person, whether it's a kid at school, whether it's somebody at church, whether it's somebody not going to church, or somebody that has stopped going to church, you know, or whether it's just anybody. I don't care what it is. It doesn't have to be church-related. It could be changing a tire. It could be, you know, helping somebody that fell down walking an old lady across the street carrying out groceries i don't mind because i believe that's why i'm here whether it's talking to somebody about suicide you know, talking to somebody about depression addiction being being abused whatever that's why god designed me for what i am but that's all i have to say today i'm gonna close this one out in prayer um for listening to my podcast, share it. I would like for more people to hear what I have to say. Um, I think it could be beneficial for some people. I think some people, you know, I don't want them to take it negative because I don't want nothing I say to ever be negative. You know, anything I do or say, I, it's with love. You know, it just, I may not look like it because my face, but it really is. You know, I genuinely have a care for people. And, that's just kind of how I'm how I'm designed. But like I said, I'm going to close out in prayer. If you have something you need to talk about, send me a message. Text me. 615-879-4281 is my number. Um, you know, love to talk to people. All right. Most Gracious Heavenly Father, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that uh, I fail you from time to time. And most oftenly, I'm sorry that I caused myself to stumble whether it's overthinking or overcommitting. uh, Father God, I ask that you just be with me, be with my church, be with our leaders, uh, be with my girls, be with my wife, be with the school systems. God, I ask that you be with the ones who have stopped coming, the ones that don't show up no longer. Be with their hearts. Heal them. Show them that it's okay. It's okay to come back. But it's also okay to find a new place. We've got to meet our needs too, Lord. God, I ask you just forgive me. Let this be a good weekend. Let it be fun. Let me challenge myself to be able to say no. Let me know that it's okay to say no. That disappointment is a part of life. But my, all my mental health and my personal well-being is also a part of life, too. Uh, forgive me when I fail you, which I know it's very often. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hope everyone has a good weekend, and I hope I hear from everybody soon. And I'll talk to you later.